Do you want to know how to predict your future? What if I told you you already do that all the time? Are you interested in learning more? That's the topic of this week's podcast. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. Yes, you can create and you can predict your future. In fact, you do it every day with each decision you face and the choices that you allow to be part of that decision. Predicting the future is less about intuition than it is about considering your potential and possibilities and what you will surrender to or allow to happen. You could be presented with the most wonderful opportunities for a fabulous future But if you do not allow them to become possible, nothing will happen. Predicting the future involves several aspects. Number one, knowing that there are two paths to every future. Two, understanding how the possibilities bridge works. Three, knowing where your point of power pivot is and when it happens. Four, awareness of the connection between energy and potential. The two paths to every future are the assumed path and the potential path. The assumed path is the one that you expect to happen because it has always happened. It happens for everyone you know, and you cannot envision a different outcome. The assumed path is based on your assumptions about yourself, your life, your possibilities, and your limitations. It's also based on the same qualities that you see in everyone around you their lives, their potential, their possibilities, what they allow themselves to have, the futures they choose for themselves, the potentials that they allow to become possible, whatever you see around you is also added to your own assumed path. If you know you cannot do something, although you haven't tried it yet, you won't give it a second thought. And how do you know you can't do it because you've never done it before or no one else you know has ever done it or ever done it successfully or no one else you know has even considered or tried it. Remember, this is about assumptions. Your assumptions rule your future and not your potential. How does this work in your real life? Let me share a story with you about my impossible yoga pose. As you know, because of my health history, I have certain physical limitations. My right leg is weaker, I have muscle damage, I have nerve damage, and I lost my sense of balance. So I don't have, for example, the ability to do tree pose on my right leg in yoga. It's just not happening. I I will and I do fall over. But in this case, I was just beginning my journey into yoga and I had 
joined a great studio close to my house and I was going to one of the beginner classes. And the teacher was this really nice young man who was very, very good at yoga and very good at the poses. So we were doing sun salutation and he goes down into a pose called chaturanga or crocodile, which is basically a modified plank. Just the way he did the movement, I could have sworn he was levitating. And I must have looked very surprised because at the end of class, he approached me and he said, do you want me to show you how to do that pose? And I just looked at him and I said, oh, no, thank you. My body doesn't do that. And he laughed and he said, well, if you practice, you'll get it. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. My body doesn't do that. Now, I could imagine him doing it, but he was a teacher. He was experienced. He practiced for years. And by the way, nobody in my family did yoga. So I had no history of yoga. I could not imagine my body levitating in that way or having the physical strength to be able to so effortlessly just float in the air, which is what that looked like to me. So he showed me some of the details of the pose and, and encouraged me to practice. He said, you don't have to practice for hours. Just try it four or five times and eventually you'll get it. Well, guess what? I practiced diligently and three months later, I surprised him in class with an effortless and very well done chaturanga pose. And after class, he came up to me and he said, well, so what do you think? And I said, I had literally no idea that this was even possible for me. I just didn't think I could do it. I thought it was magic. I thought you were levitating and here you are. And I have the ability to, to do this. And I was so surprised that I could do it, but so encouraged and inspired because I did do it. So this is something that you have to consider when you're looking at the assumed path versus the potential path is as you are looking to make this change, there is nothing in your assumed path that is going to motivate you or inspire you based on past experience to make a change because you're considering something that you already don't think is possible for you. So let's consider that as we now explore the other path of your future, which is the potential path. The potential path is the unknown path. This is the path that takes you in an entirely a different direction, one that you have never considered and no one you know has considered either. It's the path less traveled and it's the one that has no basis in any reality you know or can envision for yourself. You may think that the journey into the potential path or deciding to take this unknown path, which is an abyss of the unknown, is a leap of faith. It's actually not. It's actually a leap from a position that is no longer tenable or tolerable into the unknown because that's the only move you can think of making. And I'll explain more on that in just a minute. The possibilities bridge is the link between the assumed path and the potential path. Because until you can imagine that something is possible, you cannot even begin to see its potential. This is where you have to reach beyond what you assume and know into an unknown possible future and predict a different outcome that you cannot be sure is going to happen simply because it's never happened before for you or for anyone you know. It just takes something to push you in that direction, something big, something that moves you off of the assumed predictable future you know and probably are not very happy with or it isn't very fulfilling anymore 
into the unknown path that no matter how scary that prospect is, it is better than what you have right now. That you may have experienced this in your life. I know I have several times, or you may not have experienced yet, but it's something I call the point of power pivot. And it acts as a catapult into a new reality only because the current reality has become so challenging, unacceptable, difficult, and impossible to continue with that leaving it is the only option. Do you remember my story of how I created my free trip to France, which was also the basis for my book, 30 Days to Everyday Miracles? In that story, which I didn't want to share because I thought it was a terrible story of how incompetent I was, and I found out that that's not how people saw it, but I was truly at a terrible point in my life. I had moved to Phoenix, Arizona to actually take a job that the company then decided not to hire me for. So here I am stuck in Phoenix. I'm running out of money. I'm looking for another job. By the way, I have a fantastic resume. I could not find a job. I had to give up the house that I had rented because I could no longer afford it. I move into a small apartment with a friend of mine where I'm sleeping on the floor on a twin mattress. I was practically homeless. I couldn't find a job. I was running out of money. I was literally at the end. And to resolve that, my potential future was, I just thought, okay, just take me out of here. I just want to go. So I would cry myself to sleep every night and ask God, please take me home. You're doing a terrible job with my life. I hate what's going on here. I just want to go home and just be done with this. And I would wake up every morning and look around and say, darn, I'm still here. So this went on for six months at least. In the meantime, I found a job at a metaphysical bookstore reading tarot cards. I don't know anything about reading tarot cards, but I did quite well. I became the best known and the most sought after tarot card reader intuitive in Phoenix. And I'm still looking for a job. I'm still trying to get my life back in order. My job is in the technical field. I'm still looking for some kind of technical contractor or consulting job. And I'm still wanting to go home every night because I don't like my life. This is not, as far as I knew, what I signed up for. So after about six months, I just woke up one morning and after saying, darn, I'm still here, I thought, you know, this is not working for me. I want to do something different. I think I'm going to go to France. I grew up in France. I speak French. I thought France was just the thing for me to do. Why not? I hadn't been to France in a while. I hadn't been on vacation in a while. I was so tired of everything that was going on. I wanted to go to France. And as you know, if you've read my story and I detail it in my book, 30 Days to Everyday Miracles, I got an email a few days later from someone asking me to be a translator on a tour that was going to France. Not only would all of my travel expenses and lodging expenses be paid, but I got paid for going. I got paid for working because I was working as the translator. Yes, I went and it was a perfect situation and you can find out the details in my book. But here's the thing. What was that point of power pivot? The point of power is not the place where you are necessarily having the best, most wonderful life. The point of power is where you are so tired of the situation, you are so over whatever it is that is happening, that anything is better than what's going on. And you are willing to take any leap forward, no matter what it is, just to get out of the situation that you're in. 
So that pivot becomes the fulcrum, becomes the turning point for taking you off of the assumed path out of a present reality that you really are unhappy with and that you are no longer going to assume that trajectory forward forever. You want to do something else. And you are not necessarily aware of what that something else is, but you know that whatever it is, it has to be better than whatever you're going through right now. Point of power is the key element in this process because it is the one event that turns on the possibilities engine and gets you out of the assumed future to run across the possibilities bridge. It's the point at which miracles are created because it is the point where you abandon all fear, doubt, hesitation, and anxiety. And know that if you don't do something different or differently, what may happen is far worse than what's going on in your life right now. Or something happens that you feel so much guilt, shame, and remorse over that you stop limiting your potential and jump into a new future potential. I read a story about this a few years ago, written by a man who had been a blazing alcoholic and who no longer drank. And he shares this story, which he was rather embarrassed about and felt very guilty about, because for him, it was that point of power pivot. It was that moment where he realized, I have to stop what I'm doing and I have to stop it right now. So this man was a serial alcoholic, drank an enormous amount and would go on alcoholic binges and be gone from home for four or five days or longer, heft blackouts and not remember where he was or what he'd been doing. And he had been doing this for many, many years. Well, one day he comes home after being gone for four or five days on an alcoholic binge and he opens the kitchen door and he sees his dog on the floor with its paws around its food and water bowl and the dog is dead. He has ignored his dog, not fed the dog or watered the dog. Of course, no one else lived at his house and the dog has, has died. And in that moment, he felt so much guilt and so much remorse for what he had done that he decided, I will never take another drink. I will never do this again. And even though alcoholism is something that is hard to get over, you don't just recover from alcoholism, he never drank again. And it was that pivotal moment, that realization of what he had done and how he had hurt his dog, who he actually loved, who was actually the only other living being in his life that hadn't left him or abandoned him and how he had hurt this animal so much. That was that pivot moment. It doesn't have to be something so extreme in your life, but I'm just pointing out that it can be an event that is a very powerful turning point for you and is a very powerful turning point in your life. There can be fear involved in your point of power pivot. If fear is something that motivates you, but there's also the realization that you cannot continue on the path you are on any longer, and the assumption that the future will be exactly like the present is no longer an option. Something needs to change. Something different needs to happen, and now you're ready to explore the potential future and consider new options for your possibilities bridge. This isn't usually a long, drawn-out process. It generally happens in a single instant of understanding, clarity, and awareness. A moment where you know, beyond all knowing, what you want to do next. 
The next thing then is to take action. And that requires energy. We have to be at the energy of our potential in order for it to happen. So yes, what I'm saying is what you've heard from me and many other teachers over the last two decades, you have to act as if it has already happened. But more than that, you will have to know that if it's something you want, it's already part of your field of potential. It's something you learned about in my book, Ascending into Miracles, The Path of Spiritual Mastery. So all you have to do is raise your vibe to meet its energy, and that will help you move it closer to you. Now, what I mean by that is by not looking at it and saying something like, oh, I'll never have that, or oh, that'll never happen, or yeah, I hope it happens, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Things like that lower your energy, and they are limiters. They remove your connection to that item in the field of potential. So you have to empower your intention, your desire, that moment of clarity that you got in that point of power. You have to push forward, even though you're not sure what's going to happen, you're not sure if it can happen, you don't know what the heck's going on with this thing, but you still have to push forward through that potential that it is going to happen and it is already part of your field of potential, so it's already a possibility for you. Did you know that having strong energy boundaries is part of raising your frequency? Because energy boundaries prevent energy leak strains and power grabs. So before you try to leap into a new potential, build the net that you'll need that will ensure that you're ready for the change you want to create and that you can support it. Understand that you have to choose between your assumed path and your potential path, and this is not an insignificant choice. It is a leap into the unknown. But if you are at that point of power pivot, which is where this choice is made, then you're ready to do something different and you'll make the change because you have no more fear, excuses, or reasons to stay where you are. And pay attention to your energy boundaries. They really are your keys to freedom. And it's a concept that I introduced over 10 years ago and it's the only real energy boundary process available. New visions generally arise from disappointment, feelings of failure, hopelessness, and depression. It's just a sign that the current path has run out of energy road. It is not the time to despair. It's the time to activate the point of power pivot and turn your attention in a new direction that will give you the joy, fulfillment, and hope that you want and need while creating a new potential for your life and for your reality. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. 
Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you.